to the Solo Life Project. I'm Andy and I am your solo host today. It feels so weird to say that. Not having T here is kind of weird, but she's off recording her own solo episode for you guys and we wanted to try this out to see how y'all like it. So please let us know if these solo episodes are something that you want to see more of. T and I have certain skill sets that we can talk more about and inform you and give you guys some more resources that way. Like I said, let us know. Drop us a DM, write us a review, all that good stuff. Okay, today we're going to talk about all things design. And this is your episode if you're an early stage entrepreneur and want to build your brand or launch a business this year. 2021, is your year, you guys. And I know everyone says that every year, like 2021 is my year. This is going to be the year. But I'm telling you, since last year was a really hard year for everybody, I know that this year is going to be better. And it's going to be great for, like I said, any of you guys that are trying to start your thing. So I decided to make this topic my solo episode because this is a need I saw as a designer where if you are in that early stage of your business, you might not have the budget just yet to invest in really quality branding and design work. And I don't think though that should be a hindrance to a really awesome brand or a brand launch. I want to talk to you a little bit about my process and what I do to build a brand. And I'm going to give you three tips to empower you to build a brand yourself. I want to help you as much as I can and serve you guys so that you guys can have really awesome brands and eventually maybe invest in a designer when you're down the road in your business. Before we jump in, I just want to give a little background. And for those of you who don't know me and you're new to the Soul Life Project, welcome. I am a brand designer, a podcast host, and a golf coach. And I consider myself an entrepreneur. I am in all the things. I just have so many passions that... I'm busy all the time. I'm doing different things. Like right now I'm in Indiana and I'm an assistant golf coach at my alma mater and I'm doing design work on the side and I'm also recording these podcasts. So there's just a lot going on in my life at all times, which I love. Not complaining. It's, it is definitely the life of a type seven for you Enneagram people out there. I'm all about it. So I took my first design class in high school and absolutely loved it. I designed a lot of school t-shirts. I went to Ursuline Academy. UA Bear, shout out to all of you guys if you're listening. Also, I was actually talking to my boyfriend the other day and I was like, you know, I think the spark of my love for the creative world really started on my driveway with some chalk. And I don't know if y'all did this as a kid, but... I would have murals on my driveway and be out there for hours making all these designs. And I would be so excited to show my parents and my neighbors afterwards. I would make my parents park on the sidewalk because I'm like, you can't run over it with your car. (laughs) But yeah, I think that's honestly where it all started for me. I went to Indiana State University and I majored in graphic design and I also played college golf. So shout out to the Indiana State women's golf team. I love all the girls that I get to work with and learn alongside every single day. I also want to give a shout out to my three besties from college, Gina, Amanda, Maggie. I love you guys. And hopefully you're listening to this episode to get your shout out. Anyway, so this is kind of a fun story, but I remember one tournament 
we went to and I had to bring my big easel because my homework was literally finishing a self-portrait. Instead of writing essays like all my other friends had to do, I was sitting there drawing and coloring. And for all of the creatives out there or art majors, you guys feel me on this. When everyone else is writing 10-page essays, we're over here drawing circles and squares and coloring and it's freaking awesome. And it's funny because in the moment, all my teammates were like, are you serious at your homework? Well, yeah, because I picked the fun major. Just kidding. No downplay to any other major. (laughs) I'm just saying my homework was a lot of fun. So if you haven't figured this out yet, I also do all the podcast branding. You will see it always evolving because I am my own biggest critic, but it's kind of funny how the branding goes with the podcast. Because when we first started, it was bold, in your face, kind of all over the place, messy, not really organized. And that's kind of how I was personally when we started this podcast. It was in this transition phase, trying to know myself a little bit better. And now it's transitioned and it's evolving and it's more simplistic and clean. When you see the brand evolve, you know that your homegirl is evolving as a person because honestly, it just so happens that it's flowing with exactly how I am flowing in life. Always looking for feedback on the designs for the, the pod too. So if you have any feedback on that, if you'll really like something, let me know. If you really don't like something, let me know too because I just love knowing what our listeners like to see when it comes to we want to take a moment and talk about show me trash show me trash is a local st louis business and it's owned by one of our show guests carlene Ada and her husband what we love about carlene and her husband and what they're doing is that they're solving two problems in one they're removing your junk and they're providing jobs for inner city youth Show Me Trash is a fully licensed and reformable junk removal service for St. Louis and the surrounding areas. We all know removing junk can be tiresome and no one wants to pull a muscle. So they will remove your junk debris appliances for residential and commercial customers, as well as eviction, garage and basement clean out. What we think sets Show Me Trash apart is they partner with local non-for-profit organizations to contract inner city youth. Their aim is to provide them with job opportunities, mentorship, and teach them valuable life and entrepreneurial skills. You can find their website at www.showmetrash.com or contact them at showmetrash10 at gmail.com. All the contact info is listed in our show notes. Now back to chatting all about design. Okay, so let's dive in. To the episode, because I know that's what you guys all are here to listen for. I just want to start with a good principle for when you sit down and you're like, okay, I'm ready to start my brand. This is something you just want to think of or write it down. And this is what it is. A brand is more than just its visual assets. It's the story it tells and the feeling it gives your audience or customers. So Tia and I talk about this a lot with each other. Our mission is not how good our logo looks, but how we are making you guys feel seen, heard, and equipping you to do your thing. So it always comes back to this with your branding. You want to make sure that your customers and your audience are drawn to your brand so then they can support you through your journey. Okay, we're going into topic one. Let's do it. This past year is when I really decided to pursue my freelance business full-time. It was scary at first. And honestly, I didn't think I was a good enough designer. 
Yes, insert all of the negative self-talk because I probably said everything to myself that was negative, not good. But I took that leap anyways because I knew I could learn what I didn't know along the way. So I reached out to fellow designers who helped me ask myself the right questions. That being said, the first thing we're going to talk about are questions to ask yourself before you get into the branding process. These are very important because I think it sets the whole tone of how this process can be streamlined and very easy for you if you figure out these questions first. So question number one, who is my ideal customer? So you want to create your brand for your target audience. And it's okay to bring your personal touch to it, but remembering that your community comes first. So if you're really into these like dark, moody, bold visuals for your brand and you're selling something that is the opposite of dark and moody and bold, you can bring a little bit of both to it. So let's say... Your brand is more light and airy. You can still bring a bold font into that. So it's still tailoring to what you personally like, but also making sure that it still tailors to your brand and your audience. Question number two. Who are my competitors and how am I different? So everyone has their own gifts. It's about finding what those gifts are that set you apart from the others in your market. We talk about a saturated market on Maddie Bronze's episode, and she brought up a good point, which I honestly don't think I'll ever forget. But look how many shampoo companies are out there. There are a ton of shampoo companies, and they're all still doing their thing. So don't let a saturated market or what your competitors are doing stop you from pursuing your craft, pursuing your passion, because you are different. So you have a different set of skills and gifts, like I said, that the other person that's selling shampoo doesn't have. And if you can hone in on that niche, your shampoo is just going to be as good or even better than the shampoo that you're competing against, okay? So who are my competitors and how am I different? Question number three, how do you want your brand to be perceived? And what are three to five words that would describe your brand? So for example, with the pod, I recently wrote down fun, iconic, simple, and we want it to be perceived as your best girlfriends, approachable and simple in our aesthetics. We want to be your BFFs, someone you can come to talk to whenever you need someone to listen. We're your girls. And That is kind of what you want to be writing down for your brand. This is two questions in one. One being how do you want your brand to be perceived? And then simple bullet point, three to five words that would describe your brand as well. Question number four, the last question that you want to be asking yourself in this branding process before you start is, if my brand were a city, what city would it be? I got this question from a webinar that I watched and I just loved it. So for the pod, we would honestly be the cities that Tia and I both lived in. So our live in now currently. So Austin and St. Louis. Austin with the the fun colors and that vintage groovy font totally fits the Austin scene and vibe. And then the St. Louis comes in with like 
the neutrals and the simplistic view of things and yeah, more editorial style typography. And I think Austin and St. Louis both have a big love for their community. So if our brand were a city, it would be Austin and St. Louis combined. And that concludes the questions before you start the process. All right, let's get into now topic two. We're going to talk about visual assets. So these are assets that you will want to have across your brand. I'll be covering mood boards and color palettes and the type suites. So I always like to start with a mood board and you'll be able to have a clear direction of your brand. It gives you a cohesive look before starting to develop. Also, it's helpful for you to see how your social media platform is going to look like. The number one question is how do I create a mood board? And y'all, this is the fun part. Are you ready for this? Start a Pinterest board. Yep, that's what I'm telling you guys to do. I'm telling you to spend hours pinning anything and everything that catches your eye. Color palettes, pictures, logos, any kind of photo shoots that you see on Pinterest, you want to be pinning. And eventually you will look at all your pins and try to find the trends. So for example, I am noticing that all of the logos I am pinning have a bold typeface or the pictures I'm pinning are filled with moody, darker images or they're filled with light and airy images. So that's kind of what you want to be doing with Pinterest. Some words, like key words that you can type in are, if you like the editorial vibe, you can editorial aesthetic. So anything, you can always put aesthetic after it and it'll come up with more pictures for you. So Pinterest is good. And also too, if you don't find things on Pinterest that you're liking, Unsplash is a free picture website. You can download them and you can make a folder on your desktop and you can put brand inspo and save them to the folder on your desktop. So that kind of sums up mood boards. And that's the first thing you want to start with. Next, you guys, we're going to be talking about the color palette. So developing a good color palette really takes practice. I'm still working on developing color palettes. Give yourself a little grace when you're doing this because I've been doing design since 2015 and I'm still practicing. Typically, a color palette is six to eight colors. You want a gradient from dark to light. A lot of developing a color palette is just looking at a lot of different visual images on Pinterest. Yes, again, with a color palette, you're going to be on Pinterest for a couple more hours. It's going to be your best friend by the time you're done with this whole branding process. So you want to start with one color or you can find an image that has really cool colors within it and then build the color palette from that. It's always an option. Personally, I like to stick with two to three unique colors and then building from there. I also forgot to mention a good resource to use for both your mood board and your color palette if you do not have the Adobe Creative Suite is Canva. I don't personally use Canva because I have the Adobe Creative Suite and that is what I learned in school to use. But for your color palette, when you're on Pinterest, type in color palette with hex code. So the hex code is going to be the code that you can use in Canva. You can type in that code and the color will pop up so you can get the exact color of the image that you found in Pinterest. Now, if you do have the Adobe Creative Suite, I'm sure you already know this, but you can just drag the image of the color 
into Illustrator, into Photoshop, and use the eyedrop tool, and you can get the exact color that you're wanting from the image. And that's basically it for your color palette and mood board, guys. They kind of go hand in hand. So when you're looking at the trends in your mood board pictures that you've pinned, you can also be looking at the colors that are in those images to help spark some creativity when it comes to building the next part of your brand, which is the color palette. Okay, let's move on to the type suite. I'm not going to get too much into this, but I like to have a header, a subheader, body, and sometimes an accent font. And I want to touch on the serif versus sans serif. So Sans serif fonts are the ones that don't have any additional ligatures on the endpoints of the font. And this is usually used as your subheader. And then serif fonts tend to be a bit more softer, editorial, and these are usually used as your header and body font. When it comes to looking for fonts, it gets fun, but also can get overwhelming because you can just literally be looking for fonts for hours. Basically, if you guys haven't figured that out yet, the theme of building brand is being on Pinterest for hours and being on font websites for hours. But anyways, an insider tip for you, invest in a few premium fonts that your brand looks a little bit more high quality and it's not fonts that people are seeing everywhere. So you kind of want a couple fonts that people are like, oh, wow, I really like that vibe. I really like that look. And a few of my favorite sites are number one being creative market. It's an awesome site. It is a popular site. So you kind of want to be careful with choosing fonts from here. Basically, just don't choose a font from the first or second page of the website. But it is really affordable and they do have this feature and it's called free goods. And if you click on that, there's a bunch of different design elements that you can download for free every week. A couple other fonts websites that I like is Google Fonts and also TypeWolf. Okay, guys. So that is it when it comes to type suites. I could talk more and more about that, but I want to move on to logos. I'm also just going to barely touch on these logos, but I just want to iterate one thing and it's your entire brand does not need to fit into your logo. Repeat after me. Your entire brand does not need to fit into your logo. Your logo set consists of your primary logo, your secondary logo, your master logo, and logo marks. Now, I visually want to get into all of these different logos, but I think I'm going to save that for the webinar because I would really like to put a webinar together for you guys if that's something that you're interested in to see more of the visuals And I can probably explain it better through a webinar than this podcast episode. But that's basically what you need when it comes to your brand. You're going to want a mood board, a color palette, and your primary logo. Those are the three things that you are going to want to launch your brand. Now, in the future, if you're like, hey, I'm ready to invest in a designer, that's when the rest of the stuff will come into play. The secondary logo, master logo, logo marks, brand elements, that's when a designer can come in and create those for you. That's really what it comes down to. And like I said, I would love to do a webinar on this so that you guys can see it more visually. 
And for topic three, and the last thing that I want to quickly talk about is creating consistency through your brand. So when you're talking about social media and what that looks like with your your entire brand, what I do for the Soul Life Project is I create templates. So we have templates for two different templates for our podcast episodes. We have a template for our quotes. We have a template for our waves. We have a template for a lot of the content. So that way that I can bulk content and I know that it's going to stay the same and consistent throughout. So everyone knows when they go to the Soul Life Project page, they know, oh, hey, a new episode's out because that's usually what they use to post about each new podcast episode. That is a big thing when it comes to your brand. Make sure that you are creating these templates for you to use. All right, guys, that is it. That's a wrap. I hope that this episode was beneficial for you guys that are entrepreneurs and want to start your thing this year when it comes to branding and launching your brand to the world. If you ever need any help, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I would love to help you in any way that I can. And also let us know if this is something that you would like to see more of when it comes to solo episodes or even diving deeper into this specific solo episode and giving you guys more visuals in a webinar or panel setting for you guys to ask questions and me to go over more design stuff. So I will post all of my ways to reach out to me in the show notes for you guys to find, but can reach me by text, Instagram, email. So I'll put it down below. Don't forget to download the Build Your Brand Like a Designer guide made by me. And it also will be in the show notes for you guys to download. I just want to say thank you guys so much for being part of our Soul Life community. I love, love, love doing this for you guys with Tia. I couldn't ask for a better co-host. I'm really sad that she's not on this episode with me, but she's the best. And I can't wait for you guys to hear her solo episode all about being resourceful. Thank you guys for listening. I love you all and peace out. (laughs) 